Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, behind the Jamaican microphone with yet another show. And today we are going to talk about stress, good stress, bad stress, no stress. Is stress a good thing, a bad thing? Should we have some stress in our lives as leaders? Do we function better with some stress or no stress? The argument might be made whether directly or indirectly, that stress is a bad thing. And we we tend to hear that in so many words. And so we set out as leaders trying to eliminate, get rid of stress altogether. But is that really a good thing? Or we may hear that some stress is good for us. And we are trying to figure out, well, which stress is good for us? How much stress is good for us? Is there a quantity, a measurement? Well, there is really no measurement. But I want to talk about one thing that really can help your stress. And if you practice this, I believe it will help to clear up some of the questions you may have in your mind. I, I Like me, you may have tried a number of ways to get rid of stress. You may have tried to go to bed earlier. You may have tried to exercise. We've been told that going to the gym or exercises in, exercising is another way to get rid of stress. Unfortunately, some people have tried different vices which have led to an addiction on their part. And that is their effort in trying to get rid of stress. Of course, it only led or led to another problem. Here's the thing. I I, I get it when you when you and I and others try every method we have at our disposal to get stress under control. And most times, we, we may have some success here and there. And, and what happens when we don't have success, we tend to want to, to give up and almost accept this as a part of life but then we look at the collateral, the, um, collateral damages that's happening around us because others suffer as a result of our uncontrolled stress. Our team members 
they bear the brunt sometimes of our stress that we are experiencing. Our families also experience the result of our stress. Now, in in two thousand and eight, where I, after resigning from a position of leadership that I had for many years, during the latter part of my leadership position, there was I experienced a lot of stress, so much so that it affected my health. And I, I did not really see it coming. Like you, I, were, I was doing what I could. I exercised. I tried to get as much sleep as possible, which wasn't much at the time. I tried to, to control a number of things around me, but there were some things that were uncontrollable. And those things ate at me, and I went after them trying my best to bring them into or under control. But some were to no avail. Try as hard as I could, it never seemed to abate. One thing led to another. And then in 2008, after I resigned, six months after my resignation, I found myself in the hospital needing, 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 needing to undergo an open heart surgery. And prior to that, one of the questions I had for my cardiologist was, what possibly were contributing factors to my, my heart condition? And he said there could be a number of things. I do have high cholesterol, which is one of the, con- one of the contributing factors. But on top of that, what really aggravated the matter was the stress that I found myself under. And, and the stress came through my direct work, but also as I toy, not toy, but I, I um, wrestled with a, with a number of decisions that I had to make. Some were not popular. Some were kind of personal that I had to be working through. And as a leader, sometimes when we're going through our own stuff, we find that we have very little outlet as far as other people are concerned. Who do we talk to? Where do we go and share our hearts? Because that is a very important part of what needs to happen. But we have very limited resources as far, not resources, in the sense of people resource, okay? We don't have much, and maybe you can identify with that. I really didn't have in my life people that I truly believe could hear me out, hear my struggles, hear my personal journey, hear the things that I wrestled with, 
and understood me and felt safe that that open sharing would be received in a manner that would not be used somehow against me. And maybe I had a trust issue. Probably, I don't. Maybe it's a trust issue. And and when I heard about the fact that I needed to add to my exercise, talking to someone, had I gotten, gotten into coaching earlier in my career, maybe from 2000, maybe five, six years prior to 2008, maybe if I had a coach that really don't know me that well, that I could walk some of these things through as it relates to my job and my performance and my leadership, that might have helped. I, and now, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, as we've heard, but that never happened. So as I mentioned, in December of 2008, I went under the knife and had a quadruple bypass surgery. It was not easy. Now, I won't use this episode to talk about that. It's just to bring to your attention that this, I mean, stress when it's not managed properly could lead to some results that are, number one, unwanted, but number two, could really put a, set you back. It set me back for months because it took quite a bit of time to rehabilitate. Now, I said I said that word a bit fast because sometimes it takes me a while to say words like that. Rehabilitate. Ah, that was better. <laughs> and, and, and at one point, I kind of resigned myself that this is probably something I had to deal with. It was bad stress because it was too much stress. It was too much stress. Fast forward, once I learned and I have been coached a number a number of ways, I've also sat in a counseling room and talked to someone to some degree, not in every area, because I still had that reservation. But when I had some good coaches in the past that kind of probed and provoked my thinking, that helped to get to unearth some of the issues that were was driving that were driving my stress so what happened is i realized that was too much stress and was bad stress now the other side of the coin is where we get the um the whole idea of um euro stress right so we have the the bad stress can lead to distress, right? And the other stress is more where we, it, it causes us, it, cre- it creates motivation. It's where it gets us to do things because of a, for example, recently I finished writing my new book, The Immortalitant Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed, Become the Leader Everyone Loves, and wants to follow. 
I set myself a self-imposed deadline as to when that book should be finished. When the day got close, my stress level went up. The, the idea of meeting that deadline created stress on my system, but that was good stress because I was motivated. The adrenaline was pumping. I, I felt good where I, when I uh, basically, you know, um, what I'm looking for here, when I basically achieved a number of words in, in my typing and, you know, in my book writing, when I received the edited version of the book, those were some things that truly my stress drove me to get those things done. That was a good stress. Now, the thing is, you'd never want to have no stress at all. You want to have some stress. So what is the key? What is the key to manage when you have too much stress, the bad kind of stress? Well, here is the, the key that I believe is the most helpful. The first thing is you've got to have self-awareness, and that is part of the bedrock of emotional intelligence. You've got to have the self-awareness to be able to identify what are the areas your stress is coming from? Where they, where are, where are your stress? Where is your stress coming from? What areas is giving birth to that? And your self-awareness is what will help you to identify that. And then the next thing is self-management. How do you manage what it is that is happening in your life? You know, I give a, I gave a talk recently at a leadership event, and I talked a little bit about this. I, I said to the those in attendance, imagine, imagine that you I, I handed you two boxes, and one box in your left hand, one box in your right hand, your right hand, and the box in your left hand is labeled uncontrollable. The box in your right hand is labeled controllable. And then I asked you to write down all the things that you're experiencing, you know, all the different feelings you're having, anxiety. What are you dealing with? What are the parts that make up the whole of what it is you're dealing with? Write down all the parts of that. And then I I, I said to the group, now, I want you now to, to go through the list and separate and put all the controllable parts of that into one, into the controllable, the controllable basket in your right hand and the uncontrollable in the uncontrollable basket in your left hand. And then I said this, what if I handed you $100 and said to you, $100 and said to you, you've got to spend this because this is all there is. It depends on where you spend it and the return on the value of the, and I use the word investment. You invest the $100 and in either of those two baskets. And what happened, they both promise, make a promise that will cause, cause you to get something in return, but what you get in return is not necessarily what you're looking for. Because if you invest that $100 or most of it, in the uncontrollable basket, 
what you're going to get back in return is really not a whole lot. It's almost like nothing but more uncontrollables because it begins to sky um, to, to spiral into other things. One thing leads to another, and I won't go through all of this. As a matter of fact, if you listen to the last episode, you will probably hear me talk a little bit more about that. And then I also mentioned the fact is you invest the money in the controllables. The, the return on that, the value on that could help you manage your emotions, hence your stress. Therefore, if you want to manage your stress, which you've tried a number of things, but yet you have not gotten the results you are getting, you may want to consider self-awareness and how you talk to yourself, how you label the things you say about yourself. For example, stupid, crazy, um, dumb, failure. Those are labels that we put on a behavior of ours that may have not gone the way we thought it should be. And what happened is those labels only spiral into much more deeper things. So if I'm going to have self-awareness and self-management, I've got to manage what I say about myself, what I say to myself. How I speak about myself is very important. And you need to do that as well. And don't allow what others say about you to take front center, center seat. Sometimes we allow those things to be the dominant thing in our lives. We allow it to take center stage in our lives and we see nothing else. We see nothing else. It's like being on a platform where a spotlight is shining right into your face, into your eyes, and you can't see anything else because it's blinding. That's what those labels do. Those self-talk that are negative, it blinds. It's like a spotlight shining brightly into your eyes, and therefore you see nothing else but that. And you spend that $100 about the things you know you cannot control. So as we kind of wrap things up here, I wanted to, to really emphasize this, that there, there is good stress, and you want to have an element of stress in your life, but is a stress that really gives you motivation, energizes you, pushes you, causes you to get up and get things done because of the deadline that may be looming ahead. The bad stress is where you allow things to eat you up, you ruminate, you obsess about some things, you cause these uncontrollables to take over your life. That's where the bad stress comes from. When it comes to no stress, forget it. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. Don't even make a, just scratch that from the list. I I put that in there for a reason, but scratch that from your your list of what it is, when it it, it has to do with stress, okay? So I wanted to share that with you today, and I hope this at least begins to provoke you, give you something to think about, and in doing so, I hope you can 
begin to manage your stress. If I can be of help to you, then you can reach out to me. My new book that's coming out, The Immortelligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed, Become the Leader Everyone Loves and Wants to Follow, is almost ready. So as of this recording in April 4th, 2019, the book should be ready. If you're listening to this episode after the end of April, the book should already be out and available to you. Make sure you grab your copy. And if you need, if you want a free copy and only pay for shipping and handling, then you can also make sure you follow me when I make the announcement as to how that is going to be done. You can be um, in line to get your free copy. It's only a limited number that I'll be making available. So I would suggest you follow me on my Instagram, LinkedIn um, feed, and there you'll find, you'll hear the announcement. Okay. So my friend, I hope this was helpful and don't, and remember, (laughs) I, I want to make this in the positive. Remember you are one skill away, one skill away. So Kings are away from what? Well, you fill in the blank, my friend. What is it that you want to achieve? You're one skill away. That's a skill you'll find in my new book, The Immortelligent Leader. Okay? With that said, my friend, you know the drill. Peace out. God bless. And I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.